Welcome to the You Awakening Podcast, where each week you will hear from your hosts, Kelsey and Taylor, about all things life and navigating through life's obstacles. Each week we will have real, raw, and unfiltered conversations about our own personal stories, as well as tips and tricks to help you guys navigate your journey. Remember, this is all about you. Well, hello there, Hi. friends. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Um, so if this is your first time catching us, I'm Taylor. I'm Kelsey. And <laughs> we are from the You Awakening podcast, where we talk about all things you and how to bring your life front and center to be the best that you could possibly be and make the life that you desire. So all that being said, <laughs> Kelsey and I... <laughs> Oh my gosh. I can't even. So we've been silent for a couple of weeks, um, which was a sense that like, it hurt my pride a little bit. I was like, I don't want to take a week off. And Kelsey was like, I think it'll be good. I think, and I'm just like, no, no, (laughs) I have to be consistent. I have to show up. And she was just like trying to like bring me down. And I was just very upset, (laughs) but we're here and it's good. It feels good to be back. It does. I missed it. I I missed it it too. And I'm like, okay. So if you're not watching on YouTube, I am coming to you from a tiny house. Like there's not even, it's like a bed, four walls around me. I can walk around a little bit. Um, it's actually in a friend's backyard who, this was her playhouse growing up. <laughs> so this is where I'm at. Um, and we'll get into that in just a minute, but things have changed a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of bit. <laughs> yeah. And there's been a lot of chaos. And also in this time in Scorpio season, there's a lot with like death reverse rebirth not rebirth (laughs) death rebirth and a lot of just change and with change comes chaos sometimes so Kelsey and I have both been dealing with unexpected change quick change um and transformation and it's funny because when I think back to our manifestation episode it was like oh we were like you know we manifested some things we wanted live um and it's starting to show up in different ways than we expected in the most chaotic way expected. Yeah. Um, so yeah, be careful what you wish for, right? <laughs> yeah. For real. For real. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so today we're just going to talk about some strategies that we used on uh, handling chaos when it feels like you're just like losing everything. Um, transformation yeah. that you're going to have loss with transformation, right? Like it's just going to happen because you have to have space for the things that come in. So, you know, it, and it's likely going to look very different than what you thought it was. Um, you know, like I've said very before, like I'm a very intuitive person and like there were things and I'll tell the story in a little bit, but, um, you know, there were things looking back where like, I knew some of it, but I definitely didn't know all of it and I wasn't supposed to know all of it. So it's still looking back though. I feel like I handled it pretty well. Um, and I'm still handling it pretty well, but it's because of the work I've done on myself over probably the past year, um, that I've been able to, and the support of all of my loved ones, including Kels, who's been a rock star <laughs> and she's dealt with her own stuff too and change. And yeah. So yeah. do you want to just get into what happened? Do you want to start with yours, Kels, since yours is sure. a little bit not easier? as, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing that comes to mind, um, with me is just, I feel like, I feel like Taylor and I both have been like 
dealing with situations where we're kind of uprooted, we're being uprooted, like, and Taylor will get into hers for yeah. sure. But um, with me, I, um, I live in a studio right now in Santa Barbara. It's a mother-in-law unit. So it's like attached to my landlord's house. And um, I live in Santa Barbara and it's very expensive to live here. And, you know, I have been trying to work on my money beliefs and all that fun stuff. And um, currently in my position right now, my job, uh, I don't make all that much money. Like it's, it's actually pretty amazing that I'm actually even living here. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, this place that I got that I'm renting right now that I'm in um, was kind of uh, a steal, I would say for this area. And it's Taylor has been here. It's very, very small. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, you know what, this works. This was not going to be a forever place. You know, I always knew this was just going to be a temporary thing. Cause I'm still trying to figure out like, if I want to stay in Santa Barbara, all that stuff. Um, and it's my first time living alone though. So it's been like a great experience, but anyway, long story short, um, a couple months ago, my landlords told me that I would have to be moving out because they want to have a baby. Um, just trying to like ex- expand and grow their family. So I was like, I f- was freaking out for a little bit. Cause I was like, how am I going to afford to live here on my salary? Um, I don't want to go back to living with roommates. Um, I just, I love being like living alone. So I was like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) So I, you know, was of course like freaking out and Taylor and I were talking about this and, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm in a better place now that it's November and I found a place and, um, a big part of that was me. I was, I mean, I was going back and forth. I was going back and forth between like freaking out and like crying and being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to like leave Santa Barbara. Like I'm going to do travel. I was thinking of going to Arizona near Taylor because it's, um, yeah, there's, there was this whole thing. I was going to like move in with her. Like we were just like trying to, yeah, we're trying all kinds of things, trying all kinds of things. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, maybe I'll do travel, (coughs) excuse me. Um, but I didn't want to leave my job. And so there was a lot of stuff that was going on in my head. Um, but that was also, I would try to counteract that with, okay, um, let me just trust, like, this is happening for a reason, you know, and the people around me, um, Taylor, my friends, my sisters, like they were very helpful. And in terms of like bringing me back down to earth and just being like, it's okay, you're going to figure it out. Like you figured it out until up until this point. So, um, I just randomly, I was at work one day and I was like, let me just ask my, something just popped into my head. And I was like, let me just ask these coworkers if they know somebody who's looking for, um, a tenant. And long story short, one of my coworkers is moving out or moved out of a place. She's a travel OT and she moved out of a place. Um, it's a little bit more than what I pay now, but it's still affordable. Um, and money has just also been coming in from various places after I just, I feel like just let go and started to trust. So that's, I mean, we can get into like, after Taylor shares her whole, whole thing, we can like talk about like what you were saying, like different, different, uh, not strategies, but like, no, it's kind of like strategies. Yeah. Strategies and like yeah. what mindset to adopt. Like when you're absolutely going something that's like really scary or like, you just literally have no idea what's going on. And like, so there was that, my, there was my situation. And then Taylor's situation is like mine on crack. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> she's it's not that, wrong. No, she's yeah, not wrong. Literally <laughs> my situation, but, but on crack. So I'll let Taylor explain hers. Cause that's oh really my the gosh. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'll let Taylor go into hers. 
<laughs> All right. So, I mean, yeah, Kelsey's not lying. Mine Was there is, anything um, else that I had though? With yours? I mean, so I know you were, you were also, I mean, cause you were thinking about possibly during the whole shift, you were looking at possibly work changes too and work didn't end up changing but I know like it was going to be like housing work you know so those are two very right. big areas in life like location right. and and job, job. Yeah. and you like you know I remember you like talking about you're like I like the job I'm at I wonder if I could take a leave of absence and travel but then when I lose right. this job and you know like yes. just going through all of the opportunities and um possibilities out there. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it was kind of a blessing for you because it opened your mind for a minute to think of different possibilities. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause you, before this, you've been doubting, like, do I want to be here? Do I want to be here long-term? Do I want to go back to New York? Like, you know, all these things. Right. And so yeah. I think it was right in your face, like, okay, you got to figure it out now. Um, and yeah. you know, like kind of trying to, get where you wanted with what you needed and then recognizing I think like you settled in a place like oh like I'm okay here right now yeah so you know still long-term stuff but I think that was a good like I know it was stressful and chaotic for you but I think I definitely see you more centered now yeah I I do think it gave me a little bit more perspective on like what I'm doing because I I always say that like I came out here for travel therapy and then I just stayed and I still have no idea like where I want to quote unquote settle down Mm -hmm. um but the place that I'm going to be renting I'll be moving in January they're only renting it for 18 months so that's a year and a half and I think that's a good timeline for me to figure out absolutely okay and I told myself like by the time I'm 30 I'm going to figure out like am I going to stay here at this job or am I going to go somewhere else so I think it'll be a nice timeline and I'll know, like, I'll yeah. know, okay, this is, there's an end um, date to when I'm for me living in this apartment and then I'll figure out like what I'm doing. And so I think that was, I feel like blessed to have that because it's a lot when you're like being completely uprooted, which uh, that's a good segue for Taylor. <laughs> okay. Taylor. It's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so again, I'm a very intuitive person and I, so let's go back a little bit. So I have been wanting to go to California. Okay. So currently, um, my lease is up. Well, before this, my lease was up at the end of April. So the beginning of May, which is for me, I work in occupational therapy. Um, so it's like a school year, you know, and so I'm like, okay, at the end of the school year, I can make my shift, right? right. Like I can figure out where I'm going to go. That gives me some time the to get was started. Like, nope. <laughs> oh yeah. Kels, don't spoil it. I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, the universe was like, no, nope, as you can tell by me living in a tiny house in someone's backyard right now. Um, <laughs> so I was like, you know, but I've, I've been feeling for a while that like, I'm ready for change. Like something is coming. I've, I've even said it on this podcast like something big is on the way like I don't know what it is but like I can feel it it's like it doesn't feel like May it feels like sooner and again I felt wild and like off my rocker saying this but I'm like I just it's just this deep thing I can't explain how I know this so then I did something a little crazy um (laughs) I before even any of this I had this feeling that I need to quit my job and I needed to be free by Thanksgiving weekend and I, I, there, you know, there was some stuff going on obviously, but it's just like, I just had this like overall feeling like it's time, you you know, like you tried this traditional thing for a while, you know, you've been pulled more towards your sole purpose and, you know, doing your own entrepreneurial stuff. Like it's time. And I don't have the financial security behind me to back it. Like I don't have the money saved. I've wanted, I don't have anything. And I'm like, uh, and I remember sitting there like going through my expenses and it was like $2,000. And I'm like, how am I going to come up with this a month if I just quit my job? And I just had this feeling like it's going to work out, do it. And I'm like, "Uh, okay. So first it's taking this big leap into no stability. 
and just, I literally felt like I was just jumping and hoping the net would show up. Right. Like I was like, okay, whatever. So work started. So it was going to be November 19th was my end date. Then somewhere along the line, it became earlier and earlier. And I was like, okay, what the heck is going on? Um, they're like, oh, we found someone. Well, right around the time that I was contemplating everything after I'd already put in my notice at work, but still had a little bit of time left. Um, my house, (laughs) my housing situation fell apart. So this was literally a week ago. Um, and or was it two weeks ago now? I don't, I think it was maybe two weeks, two weeks ago, ago. I remember two, weeks, two ago. weeks ago. Cause we were, we were going to record on that day and I was dog yes. sitting and that's when we were having the phone conversation. And, and we I was like, like sobbing that we didn't record. Oh, okay. So let me just recap my day for you. So you can kind of feel the way I did, because I feel like that's the best how to get oh, yeah. my feelings. Good idea. All right. Yeah. So Every day, eight o'clock, I go to Pilates. And actually, I ended up, I don't normally go on Saturdays, but Saturday I was like, I missed a class earlier in the week. So I was like, I'm gonna go on Saturday morning. My favorite instructor is there, whatever. So I've had a headache like off and on, like a really, really bad headache for about a week. Okay. No idea where it's coming from. Meds aren't helping it. It's been a thing. And I was like, you know, and I woke up with a little bit of one when I woke up and I was like, I'm still gonna go to Pilates. So I go to Pilates and halfway through class, it starts getting worse. And I'm like, okay, I've never done this before, but I feel like I need to leave. And like, that's how my, like literally mid class, like people are literally doing things. I just stand up in the middle. And I'm like, yeah, like, my no. headache's getting worse. I need to leave. Yeah. Wow. To the minute. This freaks me out. Gosh, the universe is so crazy. <laughs> so to the minute I get in my car and I get a text message from my current roommate. Hey, so I just wanted to let you know that I can't live here anymore. I've been reassessing my work situation financially. I can't do it. I'll look for a replacement, but I just want to let you know that I can't do this and I can't stay till the end of the lease. Oh, so that was, I was number one and my head was spinning and I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. And so in my head, I'm like, all right, so I can find another roommate. It's fine. Like the market, I can easily find someone. I can keep going, whatever. And then there's a small voice in my head is like, are you sure you're meant to stay here? And I was like, no, no, no. Like I can figure this out. It's fine. It's fine get to my house. Okay. My roommate has been gone house sitting and my dog for the past 24 hours was pawing at something underneath the oven. And I'm like, but like obsessive. And my dog isn't like this. Like they're trying to find like a toy under the couch. Like when they go, right. Like obsessive and just like staring, like it was the weirdest thing. And I'm like, dude, let it go. Like, I'm thinking it's a roach. We've had roach problems in the house. It's gross and it's not fun, but that's something we live by the water with that. Anyways. So I was like, dude, just let it go. And so I sprayed roach killer under there. And I was like, I'm not even going to look under there right now. I don't feel like it, whatever. So my roommate comes home and she's like, do you want to talk about this stuff? And she's like sending text messages. I'm so sorry. I hope you're not mad at me. And again, my head is like spinning and I'm like, I'm not mad. I just need to process right now. Please don't give me any more information because I was like in sensory overload. And she was like, okay, I understand. And so that was kind of the first thing that I did. And then um, that was fine. And then the next thing we did Um, my internet's being goofy. Sorry guys. So the next thing that happened is mine is too. Is it better? Okay. Anyway, sorry. I can hear you. So the next thing, um, right after my roommate came home, I was like, yeah, my dog, like Luke has been acting so weird. He's been like looking under there and she goes, Oh my gosh, it's a rat. So my dog has been pawing at a dead rat under the stove. Uh, okay. That's cool. That's super cool. So I like literally like scream. <laughs> I'm like, start like crying. I'm like, oh, that, 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 that's been in my kitchen that whatever. So 
tiny backstory. They had rat issues with previous tenants, but that's what I was told because they were messy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We've seen no activity that we know of, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, so anyways, so that was really gross. And I was like, okay, this is like a sign. This is right after she told me this, this is like literally within an hour of her coming home and we find a dead rat in the kitchen. Okay, whatever. And so I'm like trying to talk myself out of it. It was like, Taylor, not everything is a sign from the universe. Not everything is a sign from the universe. Center yourself, yeah. calm yourself here. Uh, I feel like Ted Mosby always looking for those universe signs. So then, yeah. And I'm like, I'm questioning. I'm like, do I, I'm like, I can, I can maybe do this. I can maybe do this. And I'm like, no, that's really gross. It's in my kitchen. And so then, um, next thing that happens, someone was coming right around the same time to fix the dishwasher because it'd been broken. So the dishwasher guy comes, pulls out the thing and he goes, um, so I can't fix this. This has been chewed through because of animals. Like the plastic on the dishwasher has been chewed through. Like there have been rats back there chewing through my dishwasher. So likely more than one rat. And then there's like rat droppings back there and we find rat droppings all around. I'm like, okay. So at this point, there's more than one. I have no idea what's happening, but it's been a while. And that's the reason that it's leaking because the plastic, they're eating the plastic. And I'm like, okay. So then at this point, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, no, no, no. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Um, and, you know, we'd already had termites and like roaches and now this. And I'm like, this was all within like a few weeks that this has been like really bad. Yeah. And I'm like, OK. And so I'm talking to my roommate and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? Do I go to California? Like, I feel like the universe is trying to push me somewhere. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I just this is not safe anymore. And like, Um, for anyone who doesn't know, like the rat poop is actually toxic. So like that can, you know, mess with you. And I was just like, I don't want my dogs around this. I don't want, I'm like, I just, uh, uh, and people back East are probably laughing at me right now, but where I was, I was just like, absolutely not. Um, so then fast forward to the next day, the dishwasher guy refused to fix it. Cause he said, no, they're, they chewed it through whatever. So then I got on the phone that evening with my landlord and I was like, Hey, here's the deal. I'm not doing this. This is obviously a reoccurring problem. There's obviously more than one based on what I'm seeing here. Like this house, you told me that there was a problem before, but it's clear that now that the weather's cooler, they're coming back and they're coming in the house and I'm not okay with that. So, you know, like we've told you about this warning about this, you know, critter guys have come by and they've been like looking for pest stuff and like warning signs. I'm like, you haven't gotten rid of this. I'm like, at this point, I need to put in my 30 day notice and figure something out. And at the time was being very kind to me and was like, okay, I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, he was like, I can't, he's like, I'm not going to be a jerk. I'll let you out of your lease. But he's like, I'm just really surprised by this and asked me if he got it resolved, if I would stay. And I said, if you could get it resolved and keep it resolved, maybe, but you know, like yeah. I can't guarantee because you said it's been resolved before and it's right back, you know, I'm right. like, so is it really resolved? You know? Right. So then, and I also know he's just a cheap landlord who just fixes things haphazardly just to keep it. It doesn't even have a property manager, just anyway yeah so then he's being really nice to me he's like okay yeah he's like I understand he's like just let me know and whatever being super supportive and I t- asked about my deposit and he goes well I can't guarantee anything he's like but the house is in good condition yeah of course I'm like okay so then <laughs> um go to the next day the dishwasher guy comes back and fixes the thing and then he goes oh hold on looks under my sink pulls out some stuff like we had like our garbage bags there pulls that out and water pours out under the kitchen sink which is like to the corner ish like there's like a cabinet between it but it's like it's a small kitchen so it's like just in the next corner over and I was like what is that and the guy goes uh uh 
I think I need to come back. And I was like, what? So he like gets on the phone, like talks to someone else, isn't speaking the language that I speak. So I'm just like, <laughs> okay, cool. And I can see his panic look in his face. Um, and then he ends up, he's like, he gets on the phone and then his son translates and he's like, yeah, he, it's a bigger job than he thinks. So he needs to come back with someone else in a few hours. And I was like, oh, okay. He leaves. This is the day that you called me, right? Yeah. This was two weeks ago when you called me. Cause you were like, he's coming, he's coming back. I have a uh-huh. couple hours before he comes back. And I think, okay. Yeah. Yes. This is when. So then the guy leaves and I go over and I look and I'm like, what is this? Cause at this point they haven't communicated what's going on. So yeah. then I see that. There is this rotted piece of plywood, like very rough wood at the bottom of our cabinet and covered with cardboard. Like my landlord, literally when we moved in, I remember this, it was a cardboard box on top of it. And I was like, who does this? Like, that's how cheap, like instead of fixing the rough wood, just putting a cardboard box on top. So what happened is there was a leak underneath in the sink. Okay. Um, That had been there for who knows how long, because we couldn't see anything from the outside. Everything was functioning. Like, you know, you had no idea. Um, but I picked up the cardboard and there was black mold completely covering everything through the cardboard, all in the sink, going towards the back of the like wall part of the cabinet into the side part. And I was just like, nope. So this is within 24 hours. Yes. Hence the headaches. And I was just like, and I have an autoimmune condition and I'm just like, oh no, 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 no. You do not mess with black mold. You do not like just you. No, you don't mess yeah. with it, right? Yeah. And so the guy comes back and I, so at this point, I'm like, I text my landlord. I'm like, this is not okay. Absolutely not okay. I'm like, I am con- reconsidering a lot right now. Like I have not made a decision when I'm like, this is not okay. So the guy comes back. He, he said, you know, he's like, whatever, he's doing his thing. And I'm just like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like spiraling a little bit internally. I'm calling Kelsey. I'm like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I can't be here. It's not safe. And just like, I was literally like sobbing. I was like, I don't know what the universe wants me to do. <laughs> um, and like, literally like at this point I had no job and now my house is being completely uprooted. And I'm just like, what in the world do I do now? Um, <laughs> and so a long story short with all this part, like I, I essentially told my landlord, like I need to break the lease immediately. He told me just spray bleach on it. And it'll be fine. And I was just like, absolutely not. Um, no. And <laughs> I was like, I cannot hear. I'm like, no. And he was like, oh yeah. Well, the guy said that he sprayed bleach on it and it was gone. And I was like, uh, took videos. I was like, definitely not gone. Definitely yeah. deep in the wood. And you're in a whole other state and you can't see anything. It's like, well, I'm just like, I'll come down there in a little bit. And I was like, like a few days from now. And I'm like, I'm moving out immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I've paid to the first. So at this point it's like the 23rd, I think. I've paid until the first I'm not paying next month and I'm out. Like this is a health code violation at this point and you're not willing to fix it. You're telling me it's fine. And I'm, I'm overreacting. He literally told me on the phone. He thinks I'm overreacting. And I was like, okay. Okay. That's Um, insane to me. Ah, yeah. So then he goes (laughs) from being the really nice. Oh yeah. Whatever landlord to, well, you're being negligent. You're blah, blah, blah. You didn't see this thing. This is your fault. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I just all kinds. And I'm just like, He's like, I'm very disappointed. He's like, this is absolutely your fault and your problem. And you don't need to overreact like this and run away and cut the lease. And and I'm just like, excuse me. So you were going to let me out of the lease when it was rats. And then now he's like, and then he brought back up the rats again. He's like, so it was only one rat and you're going to run away. And I was like, okay, all right. All right, buddy. 
You're like, this so, is giving me more reason to leave. Exactly. And so I can tell just, just by stories from that, I know that he's trying to build a case to not give us back our deposit. It's some bull crap. Um, it's like a $2,000 deposit, something I could definitely use right now. Um, but so financially, I'm just like, okay. So I reach out to a friend, staying on her couch, um, like instantly the next week. And that was just like, I also like trying to figure out where I'm going to go after this. I'm like, I can't stay on a couch forever. Like I can't, you know, and it's like, it's an inconvenience. It's a total inconvenience. So I'm trying to keep myself small and not take up much space and not have any space in the bathroom. Like, I'm just trying to be like, there's already six people living there essentially. So I'm number seven, you know? And it's like, ah, um, and so I am like, I don't know what to do. Um, and then I found another friend. So I'm like, after about a week there, I realized I'm like, I can't stay here. Like there's just too much happening and I appreciate it. But again, I'm like literally on their couch in their living room and they have no living space. So I'm like, okay. So then the next weekend got a storage unit as fast as I could. There was all kinds of stuff that happened with that. That was just falling apart left and right. And I, uh, immediately like put everything in my storage unit was me and two of my girlfriends and we had some huge female power right there like literally just like stacked things to the top I was exhausted we're gonna record again and I was like I can't yeah (laughs) and now I'm in this tiny house until um some things change but like so at this point like what Kelsey was doing Kelsey was randomly like she's like let me just ask everyone I literally asked everyone I went to all of my trusted people anyone who I trusted I went to um and so I was just like like it didn't matter where they were I was like I'm a free agent I don't have a job now and I don't have a house so I don't know (laughs) I was like I could just pack up and go I guess yeah Um, and so I reached out to my friend in California first and it looked like that was gonna work out and then she was like I'm not ready to have someone live with me and I was like okay and then so you know I'm like all right I'm like and I'm not upset at anyone I'm just like the universe will land me where it needs to be yeah So one of my really good friends, um, who I was very close to and, um, in Boston, when I lived there, had reached out and said, I could stay for a little bit with her in Pittsburgh. And next week I'm getting on a plane, going to Pittsburgh. (laughs) So wild, wild. um, and working on my business stuff, which is what I was going to do, but I'm like, huh. Okay. Um, so like, I don't even, if you were to ask me three weeks ago where I thought my life was going to be next month, I would not have ever said Pittsburgh. Even years, literally, I don't think I would ever said Pittsburgh winding up there ever, ever. (laughs) Um, and you know, it's a possibility like, you know, that she's like, you know, you can stay for like this much time. Like, you know, obviously like we went through boundaries and all that stuff. She's like, after that, you know, you need to find your own place. And I'm like, okay. So now I'm like, am I going to California still? Am I going to go? You know, so like, I'm still going to be in this big transition of yeah. where am where, I going to end up? Right. Um, but also like kind of like trusting and like feeling excited about it. And that sounds so wild. Like I know that, I know that that sounds like so strange, but like I literally, my life was falling apart around me. I was watching things just like crumble to pieces, literally in my kitchen. And I was sitting there like, you know, I feel like the universe is, is, has me like, I trust that this is happening the way it's supposed to. It's, it's like complete chaos, but I trust that it's going to work out. I pulled my tarot cards and it was like amazing outcome. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of thought so, but I'm like, I still don't see it. I don't see any of it right now. I feel like I'm like, and I'm like, am I just delusional? Am I like, you know, like, am I imagining this? Am I, you know, like, I I don't know. So 
that's where I was and am. And I'm in the middle of packing my entire life, um, taking what was in a house with a nice like office and like space to do my work to now be like in a friend's spare room, um, which I'm very grateful. And I also love this person. Like this is probably like one of the safest people aside from like Kelsey right now that I could be with in this time, like just emotionally, like this is just the the type of connection that I need in this yeah. in-between space. So yeah. it it is a blessing. It is an extreme blessing. It's just also unstable. And every single person who has heard that I was moving to Pittsburgh is like, oh, wow, big change. Yeah. Like almost, almost every person is like, oh, that's, that's very different from where you are in suburban Arizona. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> like, okay. I've never been to Pittsburgh. I haven't either. You have to let me know how it is. <laughs> I will. I will. Um, but you know, obviously COVID stuff, so we're still going to be insanely cautious, but yeah, it, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like something is pulling me there, whether it's like a business opportunity or like, you know, connecting with my friend or whatever it is, or just the space to think and create and not have to deal with all of the crap. Right. Cause so much of my childhood and my trauma and my stress is tied to here. And I felt like I've been done here for a while. Right. Um, yeah, figuring saying that. Yeah, I have been. And that's what I was saying before. Like I was just like waiting until my lease was up to figure out my move. Right. Thinking I had time, but then I had to instantly, <laughs> instantly figure it out like we're talking like Kelsey had a couple months I had a couple days if that yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, oh I speed packed my house in like three hours and she has like this house was big like I never went huge but I've seen videos because this was when (laughs) we were possibly thinking of me moving in with her like she was Mm -hmm. like you can come stay here for like a couple of months like on a travel assignment like this was we Thank God we didn't do out. that. Could you imagine I know. If we did I was that? like, <laughs> and I was like, I was so torn because I was like, uh, the thought of like doing a travel assignment and being in Arizona sounds amazing. But then there was also something, there was also a part of me that was like, uh, I don't want to leave my job. And there wasn't really a way for me to do that. I couldn't really take a leave of absence. And I was like, I don't really, I just got full time in May. I don't really want to leave. Anyway, um, I'm glad that that didn't happen. Like everything works yeah. out as it should, but I've seen videos of this house and it's huge. It's like, huge. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I got to pack up my tiny studio. Like literally, I don't even know the square footage of this place. It's tiny. Um, <laughs> like tiny it's like my studio is probably the size of like taylor's bedroom yeah like yeah (laughs) that's that's actually true and actually my my bedroom alone might have been bigger than your whole studio probably i yeah like house was big and she had to pack up the whole thing like all of her stuff obviously her roommate packed up her her stuff but i was also just like purging like getting rid of furniture getting rid of like I was able to sell a couple of things but so many things I was just like give away goodwill I mean, and yeah and it's like you crash ha- you like time a lot I of times to. you need to you have you need to place things on like marketplace for like weeks before it sells exactly. like you didn't have that time no I had yeah, days like days. yes so but I got rid of a lot of things and my entire life fit into in a seven and a half foot by ten foot storage unit so like childhood memories everything in the garage everything like I kept my mattress I kept my dresser and I kept my vanity that I've had like a special one from Ikea that I've had since I was a kid that I love that's it everything else I kept some of my cube shelves but I'll probably go back and sell them but right now they're holding things nicely but like (laughs) 
everything. Yeah. I was just like, here, friend, want an air fryer? Take it. You want these cute decorative chairs that I spent over $200 on here? Take them. Like, I can't right now. I just like, just take it. And I'm just like literally watching money just like fall. And I'm like, you know, no, we're just, we're just getting down to literally if I need to jump on a plane, I can jump. That's what it needs to be. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah. I started losing attachment to stuff and I started like going within more and it was very weird. And like, honestly, this is super cheesy, but like finding a home within me instead of finding it with all my stuff with stuff. Yeah. I love that. And it's, I mean, like, yeah, it really forced you to like, let go of things like, and and, Mm -hmm. because you had no choice. It's amazing what we can do when like, we're given no other option. Right. You know, like if you had the, if you had the option, all of that stuff would have probably stayed with you. Mm -hmm. But then you were like, wait, I have to just trust that even though it seems like I'm losing money because I can't sell this, I'm going to trust that I'm okay. I mean, this is happening like in my bank account and my, and now my work like is two weeks earlier. So that's like $2,000 there and not getting back the deposits right. another 2000 there. Like I could have an extra $4,000 towards this move when I'm sitting here looking at hundreds of dollars in my bank account right now. Yeah. Like that's just wild to me. Yeah. So yeah, there's literally, I feel like there's something to be said about just when you have like no other choice, but to just trust, you know, know, like when you're exactly so, where I am. yeah, it's like, what else can you do mm-hmm. at that point? Like we could stress ourselves out. I feel like this is like a strategy to use. Like when you, when things are like out of our control, that's obviously very like frustrating and scary, but you know, it's, it's worth it. I feel like to just it's like, well, I got to trust, like something's going to happen. Something's going to like, you didn't know two weeks ago, you had no idea where you were going to go. Now no. you've been able to stay, you've been able to stay at friends' houses. Yep. Um, and now you're going to Pittsburgh. And I think it's great. I just picture you in Pittsburgh, like with the nice, cool weather over there and ah. just like having your, I picture you like in a coffee shop, just like Maybe. doing doing all your stuff with your business mm-hmm. and um, just having the time to focus on that because you won't be dealing with like a house with mold and rats and a yep. job that doesn't serve you anymore. Yep. No, it's going to, and be- my dog, this is so sad, but so temporarily my dog can't come with me and is staying with a trusted person, um, which has opened up another can of worms that I'm, it's another transformation, like relationship transformation, yeah. because um, I stopped talking to my mom. Anyone who's followed any of that stuff for a while since like February I kind of cut her off due to like our just toxic relationship um and me recognizing things from my childhood and you know and um inability to take accountability and change and that kind of thing um and see things the way I did um but continue like where I needed to like set boundaries and the boundaries just weren't being really listened to and so I, I made the choice to just cut that off and um, it almost feels like there's going to be some kind of healing possibly in this relationship now because I didn't want to tell my mom what was happening when it was happening. And I didn't until a few days after, like once I had a plan, but, um, you know, she, she kind of knows a little bit, not a lot. I still kept my boundaries, but um, she's going to take care of my dog and my dog has lived there and been happy there. And, you know, and so, and I literally was like, I'm getting him back. Right. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, we have that kind of relationship where I'm like, we haven't spoken. It's really like, not, we're not in the healthiest place. And, um, you know, like I've been feeling better and like coming more into myself, but I know that like you're salty. So yeah, 
I don't know how this is going to go. And I told her like, when this happened, I'm like, I don't want you to ask questions. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I, whatever. I'm like, I just need you to take the dog. If this were to happen, will you take the dog? And she was like, absolutely. And I was like, okay, after that, I don't want to know. I don't want any opinions about what's happening. She's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's also too, one of the strategies, like for me is like to set boundaries on what you want and what you don't want from people. So I think the most important thing for me was I needed to listen to my own voice. Um, Yes, I was in trauma brain for a while in survival mode. Absolutely. Um, But first I had to kind of let that go through. So like, I was like feeling the feelings. I was sobbing to Kelsey. I was panicking, you know, but then I was like, okay, all right. And so I went and I like centered myself and I'm like, okay, remind yourself that this is happening for you, right? Not to you. Like, this is something that you're going to look back on. You're going to be like, I'm so glad this happened. So let's put this perspective mindset, my mindset, <laughs> mindset shift. <laughs> Can we please call it mind shit from now on? A oh mindset my shift? God. I love that mind shit. <laughs> Lauren, my brain. Anyway, so that working on the shift in mindset <laughs> and then, um, so that was super important. Oh my God. And yeah. then, um, from there I was like, okay. And I, I still asked people, like I asked my trusted people, like, what would you do if like, could you leave your dog? Could you whatever? And I actually got answers that I was not expecting to get that I wasn't happy with. Um, like, would I do it? No. Would you do, you know? And I was just like, huh? Okay. And so I had to sit with that. And it's not that I like was upset with them for saying anything, but I was like, I don't like that answer. Um, and it just, it fundamentally like, didn't feel like it aligned with me. Um, and so, you know, many people were like, you're just going to jump from one unstable situation to the next. Like you're going to go to Pittsburgh for what, a couple months and then where, like what, like you're not going to just try and like find a per diem job somewhere. And, and I'm like, no, cause it's not what I want to do. And people are like, what you, you will have no money. Like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I just know I need to do this. And they're like, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> and I'm still like, all right, universe. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let this all come together. Um, but you know, like literally people look at me like with these wide eyes, like you're literally, you don't know where you're going to be in January at, at all. Like in the world, like you, what? <laughs> like, and you, you're not, you don't have a job. What? Uh, so yeah. 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 And yeah. But you know what? That's, I feel like people who could never picture themselves doing going through something like that or mm-hmm. or doing that they don't understand and so like they can't even like even fathom like oh what do you mean you're gonna you're not gonna know like where yeah. you're gonna be but yeah. like maybe they just really need st- that stability and like that's something that's thought that's something that they would do but not yeah I feel like if I was in your shoes I'd probably do the same thing I I would be like let me just do it. It's emotionally safe. It's physically safe. And it gives me a little bit of time to figure things out. That's kind of where my head is, you know? And like, you know, I, it also gives me some time to work on the foundational stuff of the business that I can start. And then it'll start to just kind of be and live. And like, you know, I make a few courses or whatever, and then it's like, it's there, you know, but I need the time to sit and think, and I haven't been able to, this job has been stressing me out. Like, you know, just being in a pandemic and working in general is just like, Oh, then, you know, like the, and I just, I just think about the amount of stuff that I've been through in this past year and in Arizona and like, feels like the chapter for me has ended. It really Mm -hmm. does. Like the closure, like my ex was like the last thing that would have kept me here. Yeah. And that's done. You know, it's just like, it's just, it doesn't feel like I'm coming back. It really doesn't where I'm going. 
I don't know. So if anyone has any opportunities for me in the trauma (laughs) education world, let me know. Oh man. But yeah. So I think when it comes to these things, you have to have your own internal compass that you go to, whatever that is. For me, it's my spirituality and like the connection within myself. It has to be because my life path is going to be so different than everyone else's. Mine's going to be way different than Kelsey's, you know, and like vice versa. And like, everyone is going to have their own thing and your own like beliefs and whatever. And, you know, and like, I can be impulsive. Yes, that is true with me. However, right now I feel like I'm more aligned than I've ever been. And it's such, like I said, it's such a weird feeling, but I'm listening to the inner voice that tells me that Pittsburgh is where I need to be right now. So I'm like, okay. And again, I had other potential options, you know, like there were other potential things I could have done, but this just felt the best. And is it the most stable? Yeah. No, it's not the most stable. And what I ultimately want is stability, but I know like it's going to take this to get there somehow. So, and it's also being okay, like to set the boundaries when like, you know, some like, so, you know, everyone wants to help and you know, like, Oh, I don't know what I could do or whatever. Like for me, I just had to quickly be like, reach out, have my little spiel, um, you know, and just be like, if you can do anything great, if not like no big deal, like I'm just, I'm just asking my people right now. Like that's, you know, like I don't need anyone to go like super above and beyond doing anything. I'm just checking in to see what's going on. I'll figure it out. Like, don't, you know, right. Um, yeah. And like setting the limit, like, Oh, what can I do? Do you have time to talk about what happened? I'm like, I don't have time to talk about all the details. So like, again, the boundary setting of what you can and can't do, like I emotionally couldn't keep explaining it. Right. Right. I probably reached out to like 30 people, 30 people, you know, and like, do you know anyone? Do you, you know, and like all this stuff. And so it was just way too much. And like, even Kelsey, Kelsey was amazing. She was like, what can I do? Like, can I literally start like physically looking for jobs in Santa Barbara? Can I start looking for, and I was like, maybe, yeah. I was like, honestly, if I can get there. Yes. And so she literally was looking for stuff for me in Arizona and Santa Barbara, like anything that she knew she's reaching out and like that kind of stuff helped me because my brain wasn't functioning. Right. Right. Um, but a week in after I sat down and realized that that was the option, you know, but I didn't just take the option and jump and just say, okay, I need it. You know, like I literally like asked my friend multiple times. I'm like, okay, are you a hundred percent sure? Like there needs to be more than that, like a thousand percent, like seriously, right. like I know this is going to be different. I know, you know, like this is very, very different. And she was like, I'm sure this, you know, we went through plans. She was like, here are our boundaries here. This is our concern with this. This is what I think we that's want great. from you. Yeah. And you know, it was a big conversation and I was like, okay, I agree to those terms. You agree to those terms. And she's like, yep. And we're like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't just this impulsive go. It was, we're talking about this, processing we're talking it. about this and processing right. this and making sure that like, this is the right thing for both right. of us. And it was so, yeah. you know, there, there has to, it's easy in those quick situations to react, but you have to give your space to yourself space to like, stop and think. Yeah. But in order to do that, you got to let the emotions flow first. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Cause it's going to feel Mm -hmm. whatever situation is happening. Taylor and I, like we both happen to have situations about like moving or whatever, but like with whatever situation, um, you do have to give yourself time to like kind of freak out quote unquote, Mm -hmm. like if you do, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, uh, I remember I called out sick the day that I, my landlords emailed me. And I'm glad I did because I feel like I would have freaked out at work. I think I would have been like, I mean, really, cause I was like, I 
am not going to be able to afford to live here. Like I have to leave. Yeah. Like that's, that was what, like, so our minds can do that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, whatever we were going through different scenarios of what could happen. Sometimes we go through like worst case scenarios in our minds. We're not like intentionally meaning to do that, but that's just what happens. Yeah. Um, and just give yourself the space to do that. And, um, and then when you're feeling a little bit better, if you let those emotions pass through you, then you can start to like, think like, okay, what, what can I do? You know, what can I do about this now? Like you're going to get to that point where you're, where you are going to process it and think about it and go through different options. And I think that's healthy to do. Yes. And if what you can do, you know, like, so like when you know, you can't do everything, it's okay to reach out to your support system. Cause that's what I did. It's okay to ask for help. Exactly. Yeah, you would not have been, you would not be where you are right now, literally Mm-mm. in the house. If you didn't reach out to people, it's exactly when something is so scary like that. It's really important. I think for like your mental health to reach out to people because mm-hmm. you don't need to go through all of that alone. And people are there to help. I mean, this whole situation with you just shows how, how much people are like willing to help out somebody who they yeah. love, who needs help. Yeah. And you know, like I know I would do those things for people, but most people like when it's returned, like I would never, and like this person that I'm with is not someone who I immediately would have been like, they're one of my closest friends and I'm going to go to It was just someone who I trusted. And I was like, look, I'm just asking you around everywhere. And they were like, no, absolutely. And I was like, wait, what, what? Like, you know? Um, and so it's, it's very interesting because you need to one, have the self-awareness, a self-awareness is just key in everything. That's why it's one of our pillars, but you know, to know what you can handle in the moment and give up what you can't. And like, for me, that was, you know, when Kelsey offered, like, and normally I'm the type of person when someone offers, I'm like, no, 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 I got it. Like I'm misindependent. I couldn't be, I didn't have the option to be, you know? Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, yeah, Kels, start looking, like, look everywhere. Like I reached out to my people and I was like, I'm freaking out. Look here. Look there. Like, what do you got? Like, do you have two hours to spare looking for this stuff for me? Yes. Great. Right. Thank you. You know, like I, I, you know, I didn't really have any other option. And then even when I was on my friend's couch, um, you know, I'm sitting there like going through all my options and I swear every hour my plan changed until it was solidified. <laughs> like I would yeah. be like, Oh, Oh, maybe this, Oh, maybe that, Oh, maybe that. And there's just so many possibilities around me that it was overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to just kind of sit. And when things fell apart again, when you're in that survival mode, like, so, you know, really it was like, oh my gosh, this could be the way that I could get to California. It could be with my friend who I'm like also really close with and like, this would be amazing. When it fell apart, it would have been easy to get emotional and upset and, you know, just like, ah, and like get upset for the closed right. doors. Right? right. But I, I literally was like, I had to recenter myself and be like, I'm allowed to feel upset that this isn't happening. But I also understand that this is not the part, the place that I need to go right now. And it will right. show up. Like it had, it was a trust right. thing. It was, it literally like everything was like, just trust. And I'm like, I can't trust. I can't trust. There is no stability. Like, how can I possibly trust? But this exercise, this exercise basically feels like an exercise. <laughs> this experience taught me that I had to trust. And yeah, when there's no other option, there's no other option. Right. But it showed me yeah. too, that like, even when there is an option, like, you know, even when you have the backup, just trusting is important. Right. Yeah. But totally. yeah, I mean, literally the physical stability in every aspect of my life was stripped away from me yeah. instantly. So, yeah. and your it, sense of security, it was a lot. Every, that's so oh, scary. Yeah. like, I mean, like oh, our yeah. basic human need is like to feel secure. Like that's mm-hmm. like a basic human need of ours. And so like when, when you don't have that, 
because you're being basically forced out of your place. It's scary. Mm -hmm. It's, it's very scary. I'm sure it's like, and you also get to see stability. You get to see your values reflected straight in your face. Like Mm -hmm. your values really only show up when you are desperate. Right. Like I, I think I told you, it was like, I will not go back to my mom's house. Yeah. She offered once I told her and I was like, I would rather be in my car. Yeah. I know that for my mental health, that's not something that I can handle. Right. And if that, you know, like I will not do that. Yeah. I will not. And you also knew something I knew. Yeah. And you also knew like, you didn't want to stay in Arizona. Like you like Pittsburgh, you were like, I, this is right for me because I don't want to be here. Like, yeah, you could do, you could have found an like another apartment with another roommate and like got a per diem job Maybe. or something. Maybe, but without but the deposit not- that yeah, yeah but it would have yeah, been like yeah. it would have been a month to month like in someone's house situation and I'm yeah. like eh. yeah and it's like that wasn't that didn't feel mm-hmm. right and I think no. it's there's a big a big part of this is like trusting in yourself and what you know is right for you because it's not going to it's not going to be right for somebody else and other people no. will always have their opinions and they'll, they'll always even if they don't mean it in a judgmental way even if they're just simply stating it's usually projecting their own stuff onto you so yes as long as you're secure with like um with your decisions you know mm-hmm. and like being like no this is right for me like I know that this is what I'm gonna do and yeah and it does it does not matter what other people say because it's not their life they're mm-hmm. not going through it they're not processing it the same way that you are so it's okay to like it's, it's even okay to tell somebody like, Hey, like, let's stop talking about this. Like, I don't need to hear your opinion <laughs> you know, I did. or whatever. I, have, whatever. I yeah. literally did. I was like, okay, I respect, but I can't right now. Like right. I respect like, that you, you have your that. opinion and thanks for this, but I'm still right. going to do what I need to do. And what I know, you know, like I want to hear right. your stuff, but I also am taking it into consideration and making the decision I need. Like I need to hear the other sides. Yes. But yeah. I'm still doing my thing. Right. <laughs> that's also exactly that's such a at mean the end thing. of the day. You're like, <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, at the end of the day, you're like, no, I'm just gonna sit with myself and like this is this is right for me. And like Taylor said, it wasn't um a, an decision, a, a decision, what it decision, wasn't no. a decision <laughs> made on like a dime. Like she thought no. about it and processed it and um and ultimately like she was like, No, this is like this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. But getting out immediately was something that I had to react to. Right. right? So yeah, it's the differentiation between the things that you immediately need to do in those situations and the things that can wait a little bit, even though everything in me was telling me right now, I needed a new place right now. Right. Like the survival instinct in me was screaming. You are not secure. You are not stable. You need to take the first thing that comes. Yeah. But no, that's not going to help. Right. So it's just very interesting to me that like, I guess like it, it really does show growth that I was able to sit there intuitively. And like, I was, there was moments too, where I was just sitting there, like, I need my intuition to speak up right now. And nothing was happening. And I was like, come on. I was literally like, I need to know what to do. And it's just like blank, like guardian angels, anything, nothing. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and so I just had to sit there and I just sit in it and just feel all the stuff, let it swirl. I literally went on my page and like reflected. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm noticing. This is the trauma aspect that's coming up. This is how the trigger is showing up. Like like, I wasn't able to emote. Um, and that was like that survival brain. Right. And so I was able to just like, kind of reflect with people like this is this, like, I can't sleep because when I sleep, it's anxiety about things that I'm processing when I'm awake, you know, like I wake up feeling unrested and just, you know, it was just a spiral and spiral and spiral. But 
a week ago, I was feeling so unstable and just terrified still. I didn't even have Pittsburgh confirmed a week ago. All I knew was I was moving into a storage unit (laughs) and I didn't know for sure. Right. Um, but I will say that it all feels incredible. And even though there's still so much, like it just, it feels good and right. And I, I don't know why it does, but like, I was happy dancing in my car yesterday on my last day at work. Like, Hey Siri, turn up the pump up songs. (laughs) And I was literally dancing in my car while I was driving with one hand. I'm okay. Um, (laughs) But like, I was like seven in the morning, like, Oh yeah, it's going to be a good day. Like literally, like, I'm sure people were looking at me like what in the world, but I would stop at stoplights and I was jamming and like people literally were giving me looks and I was like, I don't care. You do what I've been through, you know? Um, and like the fact, like it's exciting to feel it's exciting and terrifying that I am getting on a plane There's a new next week. Beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a beginning of something that I have no idea what it's going to be. And, yeah. but there's so many possibilities with that. There are. And that's, what's probably exciting. Uh, yes. Like yes. But also like, I'm, I'm joking. I keep being like, you know, there better be some uh, amazing thing planned for me, like winning the lottery or meeting the dream man. Like, come on. I don't know what's bringing me to Pittsburgh, but come on. Um, you know, it's like a joke, but there's a part of me that's like, can there please be something like this can't be for nothing. Right. (laughs) Like I need, I need a reward after all. Like, uh, yeah, Yeah. like I did good. Give me, give me my piece of candy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, but like, yeah. And so, and I'm sure like when these things happen, like quickly, like I'm sure Kels, you'll feel the same way. Um, I haven't been able to process everything, like all my emotions. Like I'm sure once I get to Pittsburgh, it'll hit me like, Oh my gosh, I just uprooted, uprooted my life. I'll go into panic yeah. again. I'll, you know, and like, yeah. I'm going to have to bring myself back down and be like, no, remember this is okay. But like, that's my ego. That's my ego freaking out. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. And rec- even recognizing that that is your ego. Like yeah. that is, that is not like what you have been knowing internally deep, deep down. Like that yeah. doesn't reflect that it again yeah. in the realm of life, it seems wild and like unstable and insecure and everyone is judging you right now, but you need to do what's best for you. Yeah. And, you know, I like, I also just the, the nerdy corny person I am like, I hope I look back one day and it's like, this is an inspiration to myself or someone else, or, you know, like totally to be able to get through something like this quickly. Yeah. Yeah, It's part of like your life story now. And it's Mm -hmm. always going to be like a big, you're always going to look back at this moment and be like, wow. Yes. And I think that's a good mentality to go into with things that are, you know, that are happening that are outside of your control where you have no, no other option, but to adapt. I mean, this is like part mm-hmm. of human resiliency is to take yeah. the, the shit that like we can't control, which is like a lot yes. in our lives and just, you know, having that mentality that like, okay, it's going to be fine. Like, yeah. And you can totally notice that something sucks and that something is hard yeah, and that you're scared while also knowing like, but also I know I'm This is going to be this is going to be good for me or like something I'm going to grow a lot from this, even if that's Mm -hmm. all you can find that's good about the situation, like do that because what you focus on expands. And so if you're focusing on everything that's scary, then when you look at your situation, it's going to always feel scary. But if Mm -hmm. you can look at it, like there's also some excitement to this, then you're going to see those opportunities. Like with Taylor, um, you knowing that like, or you feeling like this is like, 
scary, but like, I just uprooted my life or I'm uprooting my life, but also like, I'm excited. Cause I, there's just possibilities. So like, look for, I always say like, it's, it's, um, what's the word, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like, it's not either, or it's can be both. And you can both yes. be scared and terrified and, and mourn the loss of like the life that you were living before mm-hmm. that, I'm sure those emotions are going to come up. You're going to be like, Oh my God, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't plan for this at all, but that's a lot of times life. Right. And like, this mm-hmm. is part of that resiliency is being able to just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Sometimes Absolutely. that's going to be all that you can do. Um, and that's still amazing, you know, just like getting up and being like, all right, I'm going to trust, you know, I'm going to trust what's going on mm-hmm. today. And like, I'm going to make today a good day or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I totally agree. And, um, <clears throat> Another thing I was thinking of, Kels, when you were talking about things about like, no, today's going to be a good day. If you're focused on the chaos that's happening consistently in your brain, like 24 seven, this is happening, whatever. I had to compartmentalize. I still had Mm -hmm. work to do because work meant I was bringing in money. Money was the only way I was going to get access to anything right now. Right. Right. So it's not like I can sit here and call it a work and, you know, and like, also I'm already leaving. So, you know, um, I was just sitting here like, okay. I need to be able to put this in a little box in my mind, not think about it while I'm at work, actively be doing something else and then come back to it after. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't have work or whatever, like I need to take a few hours, put this in the back of my mind, not think about it and come back. And that is so a I skill in itself. Right. Um, it really is. But once you learn to do that, like it's, it's way easier to handle those things. Um, a visualization is what's helped me like some like physically feeling like I picture myself like walking up a ladder, taking this little thing in my head. Like I think of like the orbs and inside out because it's just in a good visual. And I'm like, okay, this is everything. I feel like I'm holding it in my hands right now. I'm going to walk up a ladder in my head. I'm going to drop it in this big chest and I'm going to lock it closed and I'm going to make sure it's stuck in there until I'm ready. And then I go back and I visualize myself kind of coming back and it's like a sign to my subconscious, like, Hey, we're not touching this right now. Mm-hmm. And then I go about my day. And then when I come back and I'm ready to sit with it, I unlock it. And I'm like, okay, now where are we? Right. Yeah. Like you have that. to, that's um, a great visualization. That's my therapist right there. She's amazing. <laughs> that's oh, great. also, Oh yeah. That's the other thing. The other transition that I wasn't ready for, I stopped therapy because I'm moving. Yeah. And I've been almost reliant on it because I've, I've done so well. And I'm like, oh, well, if anything happens, like I need my therapist to help put me in the right spot. Um, but again, it's been an internal trust exercise, like knowing that I can handle it. And I, I had the ability in my last session with her to sit down and be like, okay, what have you gained this year? What have you done differently? Can, do you realize now that you can do this for yourself because you're doing it? You're literally right. doing it. You don't need me. And I'm like, yes, I do. And she's like, no, you don't. Yeah. Um, she doesn't you do know. phone. She doesn't well, do phone. if I'm in another state, no, that we mess up licensing guidelines. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Arizona and our OT is the same thing for tele and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, and she is by far the best therapist I've ever had. Like I have made so much progress with her. Um, and maybe it could have also been because I was ready, but you know, I also attribute a lot of that to her her and her style and her approach and her ability to like help me. And so, 
it, oh, that was another fine. like shocker, like, you know, emotional shocker, like, Oh no, I wasn't ready for this. And like, literally it feels like my entire life is being transformed. It really is the death and rebirth of Taylor. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. You know what? Yeah, it's seriously, you know, what helps me sometimes like, um, I did this when I was, I chose to drive across the country and move to California, but mm-hmm. I was still like terrified. Um, you know, that wasn't a choice. That wasn't a, that wasn't something that came up unexpectedly. Like I chose purposefully to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember still freaking out about it. I was like, am I making a big mistake? And at, you know, I did travel therapy. So there was always the option of coming back home to mm-hmm. going back home to New York. But I was like, I want to do this for myself. And I remember journaling. Um, I was 25 at the time I was journaling and I was like, I, you know, cause I was, I was sad to like leave my house, like leave my parents and my sister and my dogs. I was only, my younger sister was living with, with us still. Um, and I remember journaling and I was like, well, I'm not going to be 25 living under my parents roof forever. Like, obviously eventually this is going to change. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I told myself about this studio. Cause I was, there's like a special place in my heart for this studio because I, first time living on my own, I was still processing my breakup um, still had like severe acne. Like there was just a lot that, but I remember moving into this place and I was like, okay, this is going to be like a really good place for me. Like a lot's going to change like emotionally and whatever. So to, to have to leave, I was like sad, obviously, yeah. but, but I remember telling myself like, okay, this wasn't going to be a forever thing though. This is a very small studio. And like, mm-hmm. eventually I want to get a dog or like, what if I'm seeing somebody like, we're not going to live here together. So the point of this is to like reminding ourselves that like, okay, this was going to change anyway. Like the change is the only constant really like things are going to change all the time. And that's that ability to adapt and just kind of, I don't know, for me, that's helpful to remind myself like, well, I wasn't Mm -hmm. always going to like, and I don't know why I thought of that when you were talking about your therapist, because no, I agree. Always been with your therapist, you know, like say I, I would be really, really upset if I couldn't see my therapist anymore, but mm-hmm. I would have to tell myself like, okay, like I wasn't sh- like, eventually she's going to retire. Like she's not going to be my therapist until I'm 80. Yeah. <laughs> you know, So like it I has know. to change at some point anyway, event I'm making right. enough progress that like, eventually I have to soar and fly with my own wings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I totally get that. And you know, it's like, and wouldn't you rather, when you know it has to change anyway, wouldn't you rather be the one in the driver's seat to be like, okay, so yeah, things are changing, but now I get to decide how, like, you know, like with me, when I had to make the decision of where I was going to go next, I had so many options, but it was my choice, my empowering choice to say, okay, what's best for me right now. And that was such yeah. an inner exercise for me. That was just like, it was like, Hey, Tay, I got you. Like I always, and like, it's not always easy to think that we have ourselves, like that we actually can take care of ourselves when something happens. Like I literally, I have me right now. I have me and my faith and moving forward with my business ideas and just this hope and this community that I have. That's what I have. I don't have anything else. And so it's, it's a huge trust exercise, but it's also kind of magical because I'm really getting to see who I am and who I've become in the past, you know, few years and knowing what I can handle. And I'm kind of like, dang, I'm kind of an awesome person. Like, huh, look at that. Look at that girl go, you know, look at what I just did. Look what I just did. Look at what I, look at what I can do. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's been a nice way to kind of get more in touch with myself, even when 
everything around me has been a little chaotic. Yeah. 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 But I do think that you have to be able to somehow compartmentalize and get in touch with yourself and like, and maybe, uh, so if I, if this were to happen to me, I'm thinking like two or three years ago, I didn't have a strong self-worth self-love. I would have based my decisions off of everyone else. What I would say to anyone who is in that realm, if there's anything chaotic going is going to the person who's going to give you all the options. The one who probably knows you best, like a really like a best friend or a parent or something like that. Um, who's going to kind of be like, I know the way you think, and let me help you process what your brain might be thinking, feeling, and you know, like, but obviously what you do, no matter what you choose is up to you. Like there needs to be this, no judgment, whatever, like, right. But let me help you process because we all have people, I think, hopefully like that in our lives. Um, yeah. and you know, like I would have three people that I would go to for that, if that were the yeah. case, but, yeah. um, for me it was okay. Well, this is really, this is what needs to happen. And I just think it's kind of funny that my three people were my three options of where it was going to possibly move. <laughs> and I'm moving with one of them. And the other one is a possibility later. And so, yeah, it's interesting. Um, that is funny. But yeah, it's just, it's been eye-opening for sure. But if you do truly believe in yourself and trust yourself and have the ability to regulate yourself and get yourself centered, you can make it through anything and you can make sound decisions, even in chaos. Like it is yeah. possible hard and if yes but possible yeah and there's really like these situations can really show you that you're able to do that you know like it can really mirror your own strength and resiliency like with whatever is going on you can be like oh I, I I figured this out like I did this and there's I feel like that's so that's such a nice feeling to have like once you reflect on it you know, like when you're on the other side of it or even in the midst of it, you're like, damn, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. If anything else, I'm doing this. And like, yeah, nobody could look at the situation and be like, you know, like anybody who would look at your situation would be like, damn, that's a lot. Like, I don't know what I would do if I was in your shoes, but it's like, we all have that ability to, to just get through it. Like when we have no other choice, mm-hmm. you know? And like I say, when it feels like we're at rock bottom, then the only way you the only place you can go is up. So like yes. if anything, when you feel like you're literally at rock bottom, like there's this woman that I listen to. She, she has a podcast. She's also on Instagram. Um, I think her, her brand is called to be magnetic and she talks about manifestation, but she also talks about like the psychology behind it. And she talks about, um, rock bottoms and like tests and stuff like that. And like, not that the, not that I think the universe is like throwing tests at us just to like mess with our heads, but like, there are like, just shit happens in life. Right. Like that we can't control. Um, and she talks about this concept of like the magic dark, which to me is like a rock bottom moment where it's like, you know, that there's something that's going to come out of this. That's going to be transformational because how Mm -hmm. could it not when it's something that's like, so, um, yes, life shifting, you know? And so if anything, just tell yourself, like, I can only go up from here. Like, this is literally the, the worst it could possibly get in my head. Um, but I can only go up. Yes. you know, and that yes. is super helpful too. That's, that's just a simple perspective shift. And you might not always think that and that's okay. Let yourself feel what you have to feel. And then some days are going to be better than others. Some days you're going to have a little bit less anxiety, a little bit less fear other days, maybe not, but go back to those practices that you do. Um, 
you know, journaling, walking in nature, what meditating, whatever it is for you, go back to those when you feel out, you know, a low point and you'll get through it and just tell yourself too, like everything is temporary. So even like this shittiness is temporary. It's temporary. You're going to figure it out. You're not going to be in this place forever. That also has really, really helped me with just like various things. Like this is temporary. This is not going to be, I'm going to look back in a year. Like those things that you think it's kind of like when you, when you go through a breakup and you're you before that you thinking, I can't live without this person. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you are, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. you're doing it. Like you've done it, you know, before we've done it before, you know, just like things like that. Like, yeah, you'd be surprised at your, your own strength and resiliency. Absolutely. And I think Kelsey, everything you were just talking about is, checking yourself and challenging yourself. And I think when there's chaos around you, you have to do that more. You have to be like, okay, is this coming from fear? Is this coming from what? Like, you know, like, can I shift my mindset here? Can I, you know, let's readjust what I'm thinking here. Like, you know, and you have to do it quickly and more frequently. Mm -hmm. And the more you practice when things aren't, when shit isn't hitting the fan, that Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier when you are actually in that chaos. And I will say that my practice with mindfulness did help me when I was in the chaos of uncertainty. And, you know, I didn't know what my next hour was going to look like, right? It wasn't perfect. It wasn't the same as what it was. And even now, like, you know, I normally do things on like new moon and full moon. I didn't do that this time because I didn't have the option I could have, but you know, it wasn't a priority at the time, but I also internally was doing my own kind of like mindset shift stuff. So it's different and it's okay, but the more practice makes it easier when the test or the chaos or whatever is in front of you. And also knowing it's going to be okay that it's not exactly what you thought it was going to look like. Yeah. That's such a, that's such a great point. I think, um, I've heard this before too, like practice becoming comfortable in the discomfort, like with smaller things, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, you know, somebody makes a comment to you and you're like, Oh, that like rubbed me the wrong way. Or like, Oh, that made me feel insecure. Okay. Like practice sitting with that. I feel like, I don't know if that's a good example, but you know what I mean? Like just no, practice becoming more comfortable, like in the discomfort, and then you'll be able to build that strength even more so for when things you know, do happen. And it's like, oh my God. And then you can, you can look back and you like, be like, I've done this before. I've, I've been able to, um, get through it before. Yeah. I just lost my train mm-hmm. of thought, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's no, I think I get what you're saying that like, you know, practice what you're going to do and the more you yeah. practice, the easier it's going to be. But I also, you know, I was thinking too, like boundaries too. Like for me, if I hadn't been setting boundaries this year, like I never had before, like I really never set boundaries. If I didn't know how to effectively set boundaries this year, when I needed to, I would have been overwhelmed and spiraling with all of these ideas from everyone else. And I wouldn't have been able to tell people what I need. I wouldn't have been able to tell people, okay, thanks, but no thanks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all of the skills and all of the things that we've been working on so that like when you absolutely need everything quickly and easily, it's more palpable, I guess. It's not really yeah. the right word, but yeah. No, I know what you're saying. And I think it's, I, I also think another good like perspective shift is telling yourself like, okay, I wouldn't have been presented with this if I wasn't, if I didn't have the tools or the capability to handle it. 
Yes. And even if it's like, even if you feel like you're lying to yourself, if you repeat that to yourself every morning, just keep doing it because you are going to get through it because there's no other option. Like what other option is there? You know, Mm -hmm. and like Taylor said, like, I think if you were faced with this a year ago, like you said, you, you wouldn't have had this, you know, as strong of boundaries. And so I think, you know, nobody would choose this, but it did come at a time when you were ready and equipped to like handle it. Yeah. Absolutely. And even, even if it did happen last, like last year, you still would have been able to, I do think these things happen to us mm-hmm. um, at a time, like when we're ready to deal with yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I agree with you very much agree. Yeah. I think, uh, that, uh, covered it. I think that, that wraps it up. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Yeah. Just also deep breathing. You did do not forget the power of deep breathing. Like I, it's literally so soothing to the nervous system. I can't yeah. even tell you oh, how many yeah. times I stopped and was like, who intentional yes. deep breaths for so many reasons. Yes. yes. You can get yes. out of that, that survival mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can think a little bit clearer too, but yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Next week, I will uh, will record one more episode probably before I head out, and then I, I will be coming to you from Pittsburgh for a little bit. So. That'll be exciting to see, like the new, yeah, the new Taylor. She's gonna have a new background. I am. I'm gonna have <laughs> well, a new not, background probably again. Not, probably not next episode, but the episode after that. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm like the timeline. What's the time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So be funny. We. we yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm like trying to process um, in my brain right now. And I'm like, no, Taylor, not right now. Not right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, how it all you guys got out. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and always like always, if you guys are like going through something right now and this episode like hits home, mm-hmm. you can always reach out to us and just for anything and send this episode to somebody who my, you know, is going through a really tough time too, like our transition period. Yeah. And hopefully this can like shed some light or help or yeah, definitely let us know your thoughts as always. Um, we will be as consistent as we can be, but now that you guys know, like we're just going through some things like soon I'll be moving, packing up stuff too. Yes. It's different though. Cause I'll have a little bit more time, but, or a lot more time. <laughs> we'll try ahead. and plan ahead. Um, we'll try and plan yeah. ahead. So there's not yeah. really as much, but Yes. But uh yeah. Um on that note, h- how can you put yourself front and center today or this week? We got yeah. it finally. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Go and do that. Go and put yourself front and center. <laughs> Go do it. And then we'll yep. see you next time. <laughs> Bye you guys. Bye. <laughs>